Hi, I'm Jessie, your host of the Jessie Williams podcast. I'm a personal trainer and women's online health coach, bringing you all things health, wellness, money, mindset, and just life in general. If you want to learn, laugh, and up-level your life, this is a podcast for you. Each episode, we'll talk habits, tips, tricks, and big ideas to nourish your mind and inspire you to create your dream life by design. Let's dive in. Hello, and welcome back to another podcast episode, episode 20, um, which is super exciting. And that must mean that I've done at least more than one podcast episode a month, which was a crazy goal. Um, If you guys have listened to my first episode, you'll know how much self-doubt I had when I was starting this podcast. And yeah, before I started it, how long I delayed doing it, I just every excuse under the sun. I couldn't think what to call it. What if I started it and didn't do any episodes? It was something where I did this huge launch and announced it. And then I never put out a second episode and felt like I failed at it or, you know, just all of the typical, typical self-sabotaging what if behavior, which came up. And then finally I bit the bullet I did it and here we are recording episode 20 with over, I think we've had over 13,000 downloads now, which is just crazy. So if you're listening to this, I just want to say whether this is your first time here, welcome, whether you are a regular listener, thank you. Um, Seriously, from the bottom of my heart, it means so much to have a community as just high vibe as this. Like everyone listening to this podcast is so similar in that we're all on this self-development journey. We want to better ourselves. We want to really live our biggest, most brave, bold, fearless life. And that is pretty freaking cool. So yeah, it's awesome to just be able to have a space where I come on here with no purpose and no agenda other than just having a chat to you guys about what's on my heart, what is going on in my life and sharing some tools and resources and things like that can help that can help you on your own journey as well. So Without further ado, let's get into today's podcast episode, which is all about getting into flow and abundance. And the reason I guess I'm inspired to talk about this right now is because I think we have these unrealistic expectations of ourselves where we have to have our shit together all of the time. Like, everything has to be together all of the time. We have to go 100% into everything. And if we don't, we're failing, which honestly, you're setting yourself up for a disaster because that is just not possible. That is like a perfectionism mindset and we just can't be perfect at everything all of the time. And we also get these ideas that everything in our life has to be super compartmentalized. And my partner and I were talking about this. My partner actually did a um, Instagram story series on this and I wholeheartedly agree. And it's about flow and about how we're trying so hard to compartmentalize our lives or we're told that we should when it just doesn't make sense because we carry everything around all of the time that's on our mind. So what I mean by that is, I don't know if you've ever had a situation where you have had something really difficult going on in your personal life and you've gone to work and, you know, you could be crying in the car before, but before you go into work, well, you better clean yourself up. You better make sure your mascara is not running, put on a happy face, and then you walk into work with a smile and pretend everything's okay. Uh, Leave your shit at the door. And then when you finish work, you can pick it back up on the way out. And it's just like, 
oh, it just feels so unauthentic and just not a way to live and be. And it's like, who says that work is only work? And who says that in your personal life, you can't take a work call if that's what you're passionate about? I mean, what about living in a way that everything in our life just flows all the time? And I think that this is where this whole uh, concept of work-life balance comes in. People saying that they, you know, need more work-life balance, but I think that's coming from a place of feeling like you have to compartmentalize the two. And what if you didn't? Like, what if you just flowed in from work into your personal life and and vice versa? Would then work not feel so much like work and would it be less stressful? And then if you could go into work and know that you can talk about your daughter's second birthday that you had on the weekend or the really hard thing that's going on in your life or you could take a personal call without feeling like it's a big deal or you could say hey I need a mental health day like I'm not doing okay like so often in our life when it comes to work we just feel like we have to put on this brave face I know so many clients who have wanted to take a mental health care day and they've felt like they've had to make an excuse of a of a physical illness um, and say, hey, I'm really, really sick when in actual fact, they just need a fucking day to just not be doing productive work. And I think this is so important for everyone, but I think it's extra important for women. And the reason I say that is because we are so cyclical. Like, you know, we, we work all on cycles. Everything goes up and everything comes down. Um, our emotions aren't fully stable all the time because our hormones are changing around where we're at in our cycle. We have times of being more creative. We have times of being super energetic. And then we also have times of feeling more withdrawn and down and all of that kind of stuff. And it's just like, we're trying to live a life that goes against cycles, which goes against our DNA and and who we are as, as, women and as beings like we're supposed to work on cycles and we're supposed to honor those and you know trying to be flatline is just it's almost robotic right so I don't know I'm just in this phase of really trying to allow more flow so in saying that with the flow and with talking about you know how this is all tying in with the flow and the perfectionism and everything like that is understanding that it's okay to have one area of your life which takes up more focus than another and rather than compartmentalizing them or feeling like you have to have everything perfect all of the time allowing yourself time and space and permission to really put so much energy and attention into that one thing which feels aligned for you and knowing that you can then flow into the next thing whenever that feels good. Rather than I I see people all the time like work's going really, really well and they're like really pursuing their uni degree or they're like hard at their career and then they're like, oh shit, my personal life's falling behind. I'm going to book in all of these appointments right now to catch up with people. And it's like, that's not authentic. That's like so scheduled and rigid and icky. Like why not just say, hey, I'm in work mode right now. And when I say work, like don't think of that as like a negative. Think of like, hey, I'm in my creative phase. I'm feeling creative and inspired to be productive. Like that is what I feel called to do. And Dig yourself into uni and dig yourself into work if that's what feels good for you at that time. And then you'll get to a phase where you naturally 
feel a little bit less creative or a little bit less inspired to create or to work or to study. And you'll crave contact and communication and connection. And then you'll just naturally flow into an area of your life of a lot of social events. Again, this happens all the time when people actually honor feeling social and they go to all these social events and then they go, oh my God, I've been being too social and eating too much food. So now I need to go hardcore to a diet and boom, they're in a dieting phase and everything else is just like, no, I can't go to that social thing. Can't eat that because I'm in this, this phase. Allow them all to flow into each other. You don't have to compartmentalize things. You don't have to compartmentalize your career or monetary goals, your relationships or social life, your health and fitness goals. It's all just life. Everything is just life, like just live and let the flow happen. So today's podcast episode is about giving you guys tips on just realizing where you're at, like being self-aware and saying, am I trying to fit everything in a scheduled rigid box based on what I should be doing and how I need to have all of my shit together? Or am I just living day to day and flowing and putting energy and attention into whatever feels good for me right now. So, for example, um, April, May were like such huge, oh, like if I could give it a word, I would say boss, power moves, um, productivity, business, like goals, strategy, all of my masculine energy. That was what felt so fucking good for me. Like I just... When COVID happened, I was just like, no, I'm going to take this opportunity. I'm ready to be resilient. And everything I was doing wasn't out of fear and it wasn't out of, oh my God, I lost my personal training job. How am I going to make money? It was like, oh my God, I have this time and space to work on my online business and create and do what feels really good. And everything came from such an authentic place that I attracted so much and I wasn't that social, but I mean, I couldn't really be, (laughs) let's be, let's be real. I wasn't that social, but I felt called to just focus on my business and that's okay. Like the old me would have felt so guilty. Oh, well, I'm failing in my social life right now. And this is falling behind and nothing's falling behind. Nothing's even on pause. It just is. Everything continues like just because you're not putting energy and attention into it. And if anyone's ever heard the the term holding space before, I think that's really important that you've got partners, you've got friends and everything like that, that holds space for you while you do what feels aligned for you. So um, I'm lucky to have some incredible friends who are really amazing at holding space for me um, and accepting that sometimes that all they're going to get from me is a few text messages. Hey girl, how are you? Maybe a meme or two. Um, and then other periods of my life, I'm going to be really like, Hey, what's up? Let's go for walks. Let's do all these things. But they really honor me and my journey and where I'm at and letting me be myself without expectation. I think that's really, that's really freaking cool. Um, That's something I try to bring in my relationship as well. Um, Understanding that my partner is going to go through phases where work is feeling so aligned for him. And just because he's coming home later or we're not spending as much time together, it's not always about me. It's about letting him be his own person and feel inspired in whatever area he's at in his life. And knowing that just because he's not with me, it doesn't mean that he loves me any less. Our, our relationship doesn't go backwards and it doesn't go on pause when he's working really hard. It's just there in the background and it's it's 
the love is always there. And then other times he pulls back from work and, you know, there's so much he's putting into our relationship, you know, notes left on my lunch or, um, you know, random text messages throughout the day or taking me away. And, you know, it's, it's all about us. And knowing that his work isn't falling behind when that happens, it's just really about honoring. It's all about honoring the pull of what you, what you want to do. So in terms of getting more into, into flow, I think it's really important. You can't have flow without abundance. So you've got two mindsets. You've got a fixed mindset or you've got a growth mindset. And I guess some words that I might use interchangeably from that is a lack mentality or an abundance mentality, a scarcity mentality or an abundance mentality, which basically is saying there is never enough or there's always enough. And there's like some examples of this. So I'm going to give you some examples of a fixed first growth mindset. So a fixed mindset or a lack mindset would say, I'm either good at it or I'm not. Growth, I can learn anything I want to. When I'm frustrated, I give up. When I'm frustrated, I persevere. My potential is predetermined. My effort determines my abilities. I am threatened by other success. I'm inspired by other success. Failure makes me want to give up. Failure is an opportunity to grow. So it's always in all of these situations, it's just always about whether you're in the lack, you're closed off, the resolution is final. There is only a certain amount to go around. There's only a certain amount of love, time, money, success. Whereas an abundance mentality, there is an abundant amount or an unlimited amount of love, time, success, and money. So you can't have flow in your life if you're in a lack mindset because lack has, as I said, there's like an ending. It stops there. It's like as soon as you fall into a lack mentality of there's only so much, flow can't, there's no space. It's stuck. Everything becomes stagnant in your life. Whereas if you're in an abundant mentality or if there is always enough, there is always space for more, I can always overcome, then you have room for flow. You allow more into your life because there's more room. So the first thing is understanding if you want flow in your life, if you want more of that feel good freedom and leaning into what feels good, you need to make sure and check yourself and ask yourself, am I in a fixed lack mindset right now? Or am I I in a growth and abundance mindset right now? So the first thing you can do for this is affirmations. Um, So you could do things like there is always enough. I use this with time because one of my things I know uh, for a lot of my clients, for example, money might be their block. So we would say I'm a magnet for money. Money flows easily to me. For me, sometimes it's time. I get caught in the busyness instead of the productivity sometimes and I need to pull myself back. And so one of the mantras I use is there is always enough time to do the things I want to do. There is always enough time to do the things I want to do or everything happens in divine timing. And honestly, when I say these mantras, I go from being busy to being productive. So my to-do list is the same, but somehow I always, every single time, move through quicker because I'm in flow. Because I believe that there is always enough time, I allow myself the time and space to flow through task to task. When I believe there is not enough time, then I get frazzled, I get frantic, I'm in lack, and then I'm chopping and changing between, oh, what should I do? What should be my priority? And I end up slowing myself down and literally not getting everything done. So 
hopefully that's an example of how you can see how lack versus abundance can really, really help actually manifest something into reality in terms of you literally doing or not doing something just based on you self-sabotaging yourself based on your own thoughts. So um, affirmations are a really powerful tool. I've got um, previous podcast episodes on affirmations and things like that. They're amazing. So whether it's money, relationships or whatnot, always just making sure you're tapping into that. There is always enough. There is always enough. Um, There is always enough time. There is so much love to go around. Money flows easily to me, all of that kind of good stuff. So um, that's really important. The second thing is routines and rituals. I love routines and rituals, but I would say I'm bigger on rituals than routines. What do I mean by that? A routine is something where you literally follow step by step. This is what I'm doing versus a ritual is a soul practice on its own. So for example, a morning routine could be that you wake up, splash water on your face, you make a cup of tea, you go and sit outside, listen to the birds, drink your cup of tea and meditate. That's a routine. A ritual is meditation. A ritual is drinking cacao and writing your affirmations. So I'm bigger on rituals than I am on routines. And that's just because that's what works personally uh, better for me because I don't work set hours or anything like that. Um, My life is quite flowy. And so as I flow, I flow into what feels good. Um, So for example, I know that I have my little bag of tools, my little bag of rituals. And then each morning I would ask myself, what ritual feels the most exciting to me? What ritual is giving me a pull? And so I've spoken to my clients about this before. Something that I really love to talk about is listening to the push versus the pull. So what's the, what's the difference between a push and a pull? A push is this feeling of being pushed towards something, which almost feels like, oh, I have to, or I should, like you're really getting pushed towards it. So for example, a push to work out because you're like, oh, I haven't worked out the last three days. I really should. Right. Versus a pull is like this sensation of getting like this magnetizing pull where you're feeling drawn towards something because it's just what feels good in your gut. So for example, I'm feeling pulled to go outside and just be in nature right now. And so often we ignore the pulls and then we listen to the pushes because they're all the have to, should do. That's all of the ingrained learned behavior um, versus the pull. That's, that's letting go of everything you've learned, everything you should do, should have done, and just purely listening to your inner compass, which is your intuition. So Really allowing yourself to let go of the pushes, like let go of all of the expectations of what you should do um, or could do and really lean into the feeling of just what feels right, what feels good for me today. So that's why I am bigger on routines and rituals. As I said, I've got my little bag of rituals in the morning. What am I feeling pulled to? Some mornings that's going to be getting up, going for a walk with my dogs and getting a coffee. Other mornings it's going to be grabbing a blanket, going and sitting out the front and just listening to the birds, meditating or breath work. Some mornings it's going to be just literally laying in bed longer, like just lying there, playing with my dogs, having a cuddle and really not doing much. So by honoring that I am following a ritual or choosing rituals that I feel pulled towards as opposed to a set routine, it means that on a day that I wake up and my typical routine that maybe usually feels good, I'm not forcing it on a day that it doesn't feel good. So I think it's really good to have a routine 
But I think it's more important to have rituals and allow yourself to have a flexible routine, which picks out um, chops and changes, which rituals are within that routine. So you can create a routine where you know you always wake up at a certain time. You always go put the kettle on to make a cup of tea, but then one morning you journal and the next morning you meditate. So that's being a little bit more flexible and allowing yourself to create more flow, right? Because if you have a routine and you're so rigid, even if it's full of good things that are good for you, even if your routine is to go for a walk and get a coffee, you meditate, you do breath work, you journal, you do all these amazing things. Are all of those things amazing for you? Yes. But if you don't feel like doing them and you're not pulled towards them and you're forcing it, then the thing that makes those things good isn't so good anymore. So really allowing yourself to be flexible and allow more flow, right? So um, as I said, the first one is affirmations. The second one is being more flexible with your routines. Instead, creating rituals, having a little toolbox full of all of the rituals that you usually like, and then picking and choosing which ones you feel pulled towards as opposed to pushed towards. The, the third and final one I want to go into, which I would say is the most important, is self-awareness. And whenever I work with a client and they're wanting to change something about themselves um, and I start saying, just be more self-aware, start asking yourself the questions. And then after that, they go, okay, well, all right, cool. I've got this down. Like, what's the tool? They're always after the tool or the strategy that's going to work. The strategy is literally self-awareness. We go from this place so often being ruled by the day and ruled by our unconscious mind and just doing, 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 always just reacting. Like we're always just reacting. However, if we can be self-aware and we can stop before we act or react and ask ourselves, why did that make me feel that way? Or I wonder how they were feeling in that situation or what, what, actually am I feeling pulled towards here? If we can stop and we can be self-aware and self-reflective to actually ask ourselves those inner questions, then that means that we're going to get a more decisive and thought out aligned reaction as, as, as opposed to an impulsive reaction that's maybe stemming more from the ego than it is from the higher self, right? So Allowing yourself to be self-aware and self-reflective so that your higher self has an opportunity to speak as opposed to the ego acting on autopilot. I truly believe that self-awareness and being self-reflective creates self-guidance. So a way to look at it is almost like being in a car, um, like an automatic car and you're in the passenger seat and someone else is driving. It's like the ego is doing the driving. You're in the passenger seat and just driving on auto. Everything just happens, 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 happens. Versus when you start becoming more self-aware, then it's like driving a manual car where you're the driver and the ego is in the passenger seat. You're stopping, you're changing the gears, you're doing the thinking, you're steering, all of that kind of stuff. And it's about the higher self having the opportunity to assess, okay, where are we going? What turn are we taking? Do I need to be in third gear? You know, all of that kind of stuff. So being self-aware just brings you out of the passenger seat into the driver's seat and slows you down enough to think about what you want to do and how you want to say and what's most aligned with you as opposed to just purely reacting based off impulse. So hopefully that makes sense. But honestly, ways to be self-aware, it's question asking. It's just literally stopping to ask the question before you speak. So um, 
if you were in a situation where your partner said something and it really angered you, rather than spitting back because that just pissed you off, right? Stopping saying, why did what they just say make me angry? What did that just trigger in me? Why did that make me angry? And sometimes it will be that, yes, they've done the wrong thing, but a lot of the time it'll actually be your perception of what they've said that angered you. It's not actually the thing and what they intended to say. It's how you perceived what they said. So you would stop and you'd slow down. You would say, hey, that thing you said, that really just, that made me feel really uncomfortable and quite angry. And I think it's because X, Y, Z. And they'll say, oh, no, that's not like what I meant. I think you're misunderstanding me. And then you communicate as opposed to argue. So that's an example with um, relationships, but it can be, it can just be done in absolutely everything in your life. So I think really stopping and asking yourself the questions in terms of health um, and, and fitness and things like that. It's a, a tool I get my clients to use a lot when they're uh, going out on intuitive eating. So as opposed to um, just eating food because they should, the push, eating food because they feel pulled. It's what feels exciting. It feels like what they want to eat. So what I say to them is a question, a self-awareness question is, am I eating this out of love or fear? Say you had a big bowl of healthy oats full of berries and things like that. You could be eating the bowl of oats because you love oats. It's warming, it's winter, it feels exciting to eat. You get to do all of the toppings and you want to eat it, eating it out of love. Or you could be eating a bowl of oats because you think that the baked beans on toast is a waste of calories or too high calories or that um, the pancakes um, have too much sugar and fat. You're eating the oats out of fear. You're eating the oats out of fear because you can't eat what you really want to eat because it has too much calories. On the other end of the spectrum, you could go out with your partner or some friends and eat pizza because it's date night or it's girls night and you want some pizza and you want a wine and it feels really good. Or you could literally be feeling like shit and emotional and order a pizza and sit there and eat it feeling crap and feeling guilty about it. And then you've already started. So you eat the whole entire pizza and then you go and have ice cream and chocolate after and it's fully autopilot eating and you're just stuffing your face, eating out of fear. So in those situations, we had a healthy a healthy um, meal and then we also had something a little bit more calorie dense. It wasn't about the food that the person was eating. It was about their intentions behind why they're doing what they're doing. So I honestly think the best way to create more flow and abundance in your life is really check yourself, be self-aware, ask yourself, what are my intentions? Is my intention to just be malicious and hurt this person because they hurt me? Or is my intention to actually come to a good resolution? Is my intention to eat this food to fuel my body and um, my workout? Or is my intention to eat this because it's a good diet food and it's low calorie? So it doesn't really matter what it is, but I think the most important thing is realizing that so many of us have gone from a stage of always feeling like we have to look outside of ourselves instead of inside of ourselves. And this is really about saying, I'm ready to stop looking outside of myself and start looking inside myself. And it's really beautiful. I'm reading this book at the moment called Untamed by Glennon Doyle. And she uses this example of um, her sons having all these friends over in the lounge room. And she walks in and she says to all of the kids in there, there's boys and girls. And she says, hey, you guys hungry? Do you want me to make something? And the boys are like, I can't quite remember. I think they're like all playing video games or they're watching TV or whatever. And they looking straight and they don't even turn around. And they're like, yes, please. 
and she looks at the girls and she notices that all of the girls are looking at each other and then they just keep looking around and then finally one girl turns around and says, we're fine, thank you, and speaks on behalf of the group. And she says, when deciding whether they were hungry, the boys looked inside of themselves. Yes, please, I'm hungry. The girls looked outside of themselves. They looked at the other girls. Who else was eating? Is it okay to eat right now? Oh, no, we're all not hungry as a collective. So that's pretty pretty deep, but I also think very relevant to the way many people are living right now. They're always looking outside of themselves of what their parents are going to think, what their friends are going to think of them, what strangers are going to think of them, what's going to get them the most money, what's the best in society's expectations. That's all, that's, none of that comes from you. Whereas what we want to get to ultimately is a place of looking inside of yourself of what feels the most aligned. What am I feeling pulled towards? What brings me joy? right? That's turning inside of yourself. What feels the most exciting to eat right now? What relationship feels the most fulfilling and loving? What career inspires me? Like let go of all of the outside bullshit. What career just feels like it fits, you know? So I think it's really, really important to kind of stop looking outside, start turning inside and just listening to your own gut, your own intuition. And honestly, the more you can get into flow, And the more you can get into an abundance mentality, the more your intuition is going to speak louder and you're going to be able to tap in and you're going to be able to listen to it. And ultimately, this is what gives us a life of freedom. And flow is just freedom, right? When we flow, we feel free. And when we are free, we are flowing. So that's all we're ever looking for. That's all we ever want. And so often we think we want all of these things, but we don't want the things. We want the feeling we get from having the thing right? We don't want the thing. We want the feeling we get from the thing. So I think it's really a good opportunity to just sit with yourself and say, ask yourself a few questions and and you can do these as journal prompts if you want to, but basically asking the question, where in my life am I looking outside of myself? Where am I seeking approval or validation? Where in my life am I looking inside of myself And doing things purely based on them feeling aligned, good and bringing me joy. And then asking yourself, where in my life am I in lack right now? Or where in my life am I having a fixed mindset? Maybe that's I'll never lose weight or um, I'll never earn enough money or I'll never be enough or I'm not good enough or I can't try that thing. Where in my life am I in a abundance mindset or a growth mindset of, This will be challenging, but I can totally overcome this. Or there is always enough money to go around, right? So really asking yourself where you're looking outside, where you're looking inside, where you are in lack and where you are in abundance, and then bridging the gap between that. Like all of the areas that are coming outside of yourself or are coming from a lack mentality, writing about how you can shift your perception on those things to be more growth um, mindset or abundance mindset related. So I truly believe that we fall into lack when we feel there isn't enough. And usually this comes down to there isn't enough money, love, time, or success. There is always enough. There is always enough love to go around. There is always someone out there for you. There are always people who are the perfect aligned friends and soul sisters for you. There is always enough time to do the things that you want to do if you give yourself the time to do them. And believe that there is always enough time. There is always enough success for all of us. Like I see this in industries all of the time where 
For example, let's use the industry. I'm in the health and fitness industry, people getting really competitive of other trainers and things like that. You know what? There are way more people who need help than there are trainers. So there is always enough room for success and room for us to all succeed. And there's always enough money. New money's being made all the time. Money is flowing around. There is so much money and abundance in the world. But when you think there isn't enough, you create lack and lack creates stagnation. When you know there is money and money can can come through, this is the best way to get out of being stagnant, out of being stuck, out of being in lack and moving into flow and abundance. And if you can do these things, if you can do the affirmations, if you can create more empowering routines and rituals, if you can start being self-aware, which all self-awareness is, is asking yourself the questions. Why did I feel that way? Why, why did I just say that? What did that person just make me feel? Where is this really coming from in a deeper level? Is this a lack mindset or is this abundance mindset? Where am I holding myself back right now? Really just asking yourself all of those little questions and stop looking outside, start looking inside. You are going to create so much more flow and the more flow you have, honestly, the more contentment you will have, the more joy, the more inspiration, the more creativity and everything like that. So all of those good emotions that you are wanting to feel, they are created from high vibration, abundance mindset. So hopefully this gives you a little bit of tangible tools. I wanted to make it relatively short today, but hopefully you've taken away some things from this, even maybe sitting down and doing those journal prompts that I mentioned, Um, but really, really start looking at your life right now. And making sure that everything you are doing and all of your actions are inspired from what's coming inside of you and that you really, really believe there is always enough. There is always enough money, love, time and success. Have a good day. I'll talk to you next time.